You're listening to the College Football Coast to Coast Show. Here are your hosts, Jacob and Tyler. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Well, folks, I don't know how much longer you'll be seeing that intro as our season's coming to a close here soon. The new year rolls around here, and it feels like just yesterday we started the season on this channel um, or on the show, and, and uh, just another season almost in the books here. So uh, Tyler and I are both excited, both here to give you guys the update. From last week's rivalry matchups, of course, and where we kind of stand. And then, of course, talking about our upcoming championship week matchups for the conference champions. And ultimately, we'll talk about who we think our final CFB picks are and our prediction for what's going to happen this weekend. Because ultimately, this is the last weekend for anybody to make a claim that they belong in the top four. Um, so this is kind of their last chance. I mean, if anybody wants to jump in, that's not in that fourth spot, they really need to stake a claim and also cross their fingers that maybe one of those teams in the top four loses in their conference championship, which a lot of them are heavily favored. So we'll jump right into that first, uh, little curveball. We're skipping our AP risers and fallers this week because it's just so late. And I feel like the only thing at this point that matters right now is that CFB poll, uh, that's where you're going to get your playoff rankings. That's where you're going to get your bowls. That's what, where we're going to get everything. So we're going to react to that top 25. Tyler, biggest surprise for you outside of the top four, uh, but inside the top 15? Um, Not really many surprises uh, to know. You know, we saw Louisville drop four after their loss to Kentucky. Uh, that, w- that was definitely uh, bizarre. I did not see that coming. But, you know, it's rivalry week, uh, Oregon State. Was really the only faller outside of that. Uh, you know, I, I definitely can respect that drop, but that was not a close game. Uh, Oregon has looked like one of the top four teams in college football. We'll see if they can take care of business uh, tonight against Washington, against Pac-12. That just feels like a win-in-your-in scenario. And then the only other faller that you see, Kansas State, they got the home loss uh, against Iowa. So, not really any surprises. I definitely respect uh, Liberty being in there at number 24, what they've done. Uh, we'll see if they can finish all the season 13. And, you know, uh, looking like uh, Chadwell is staying there for now, the way that the coaching carousel is just taking all these uh, group of five coaches. Uh, so really outside of that, I think I uh, really what the committee is at. Uh, you know, my main question out of this was where was Ohio State going to drop? And they dropped to number six. Realistically, I think that if you're a Ohio State fan, you're out of the playoff. You would need absolute chaos because you really look ahead of you. You know, you got Washington, Oregon. That's going to take care of itself. Drop probably below you. And then you have Florida State. Florida State feels like the outlier to absolute chaos happening because if Florida State loses, then that's where you get some chaos. Uh, But really behind them, you see Texas and Alabama. Those are two teams that have an opportunity uh, to really jump Ohio State. Uh, But – I think if you're Ohio State, you're pretty much a lock, though, uh, for the New Year's Six, the way that you're sitting. Yeah, you made a good point. You know, Ohio State's chance to make the playoff, you know, at the end of the day, probably is going to come with out either Michigan losing to Iowa or Washington losing to Oregon. And if, if Washington loses to Oregon tonight, 
and Florida State loses to Louisville, that's where I think Ohio State can get back in as the fourth team. Only because if Washington loses, you're going to make a claim for Oregon to be the third team in the country. And then with Florida State losing, they would be out, and your fourth team would be Ohio State in there. Which ultimately, it could happen. I mean, you could have a scenario where it's Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and Ohio State. Um, It's entirely possible, but you're talking about Oregon having to take care of business and Florida State losing. And I think that's why they say, you know, that Ohio State still has that 8% chance to make the playoff right now, kind of right there in the 8 to 10 ratio. Um, But, I mean, big help for them would be if Iowa beat Michigan. I mean, that's that would be crazy to see, but, you know, there there still is a sliver of hope there for them. Um, but, no, I agree with you. You know, Louisville's performance definitely discredits uh, them coming into this weekend. I think that it uh, definitely makes it a little tougher for them to go and play this game. Um, they're not traveling as far as Florida State is, but it's, at the end of the day, I feel that, Florida State probably is going to get that job done. I feel like they're they're a team that they're going to grind through it type thing. And Louisville's kind of the same way. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have too much of a reaction with the with the top fifteen teams. Um, NC State kind of worked their way back into the poll again. They jumped up their three spots uh, with the help of Oregon State losing and a couple other things. But uh, NC State's going to have a decent bowl game. I think that they're going to be okay. I think early on in the season, it, it looked rough. I mean, they lost at home to Notre Dame uh, pretty bad, and, and I thought that it was it was all downhill from there. And NC State, I thought, had a chance to beat Notre Dame early in the season, uh, but just never panned out. rest of the team's kind of moving up one to two spots here and there. Uh, so, yeah, not too much going on. Biggest faller, though, K-State drops all the way to 25, six spots they dropped, so... It's a little disappointing for them uh, finishing right there at the top 25 mark or you know, right there at 25th, last in the poll. But still, I mean, you're considered one of the top 25 teams in the country, so there's nothing to, to uh, you know, feel bad about, you know, being at 25 there with for them. But uh, moving, of course, into our games, you mentioned the two games that are tonight that highlight tonight. You have undefeated Liberty uh, playing at home because, of course, this is there's no neutral site for uh, group of five. So you've got Liberty playing at home as the 24th team in the country. They are 12 and 0. See if they can close it out with a 13 and 0 season. Uh, New Mexico State, on the other hand, New Mexico State actually is you know they're a tough football team, and I I'm very impressed with you know how they've handled this year. They kind of came out of the gate shaky. You lose to UMass to start the season. I mean, you don't just lose to UMass. You give up 41 points for UMass to start the season, kind of buckle, buckle up and everything, um, you know, after that. But it's tough to think that this team lost to Hawaii too on the road. I mean, your two losses are to, to, and I think that's why they're not going. That's why they wouldn't be ranked in the situation that we're in uh, any other time, I feel like this team would be ranked uh, being 10 and 10 and three. Cause they played that extra game uh, from week zero. But I, I feel that it, it was 
kind of one of those things where that loss to to Mass is is really tough. Um, and then you know, of course, losing to Hawaii. I mean, <laughs> that's rough too. I mean, it is a tough road trip for you to have something like that happen. Uh, but th- those losses are really tough. Their only loss all year long comes. Or the, well, the biggest loss of the year comes against Liberty. Liberty was playing at home. This is just a rematch from the from earlier this season. Uh, Liberty's at ten and a half. Give me the Flames. I I just don't think that anybody's going to be able to stop them to this point, and nobody has. I mean, <laughs> you win twelve games in a row, you don't lose a game all year. I feel like this is kind of the biggest uh, moment for them, biggest moment for this school, and I want to say their history. You know, for you to complete the. The undefeated season. I don't care if you're a group of five school, the smallest group of five school. I don't care if you're D two or, or top of the totem pole. You know, power five D one. It, it really doesn't matter. I think that if they complete the thirteen and zero season, that is the ultimate goal for them, and a, and a huge boost for their confidence in the next coming years and recruiting for the school. A very very small yeah. school, so uh, a lot of great news coming their way, and I think that they're gonna get a lot of good little players coming through there. So yeah, Liberty, I'm going to take the 10 and a half. I think they do it. Uh, so I'm going to go, let's go 35, 21. Yeah. I think that this is a big opportunity for Liberty and there's still an outside opportunity uh, to get into that new Year's six bowl game. You just have to be a SMU fan. You got to take care of business. Obviously today, this is a great game to really kick off the championship week of festivity. Two great games on our Friday. So, you know, you got the conference USA championship at six and then you got the PAC 12 championship. Uh, to really kick it off the last time that we'll see the Pac-12 championship rise going their separate ways. Uh, but, yeah, this is to the high years see in the, in the Conference USA. I've really been impressed in Mexico State, like you mentioned, to get those two early losses, get the loss to Liberty. Then outside of that, obviously, we're all going to talk about uh, them going on the road to Auburn. Uh, that was definitely a great game for them. Uh, that defense uh, really stepped up. I feel like that their defense is going to have to do the same. Liberty, like you mentioned, their high-powered offense. Uh, Chad Wells, the coach there, Liberty is going to be a powerhouse uh, in the Conference USA. You know, the Conference USA may be getting uh, some new members uh, next season, like pretty much every conference is next season. Uh, but, yeah, I think that uh, New Mexico State, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they can cover – the minus 10 and a half, I probably wouldn't touch it. I think that this game, this game could go either way. Uh, but giving the Flames at home, Liberty, you know, I think that they finish off the season 13 and 0 uh, and pretty much uh, a high score and shootout, if you want to call it. But I'll say 31 uh, to 24. I think Liberty gets the touchdown victory. Uh, so I guess give me New Mexico State to cover. I think that they're a very physical football team. Jerry Kill has done a terrific job with this program and to. Uh, if they get the opportunity to get this 10th win this week, get a bowl game uh, and, you know, get 11th win. And speaking of bowl games, we do have one already locked in. The Hawaii Bowl is going to be featuring Coastal Carolina and San Jose State. So that'll be an interesting matchup out there in the islands. Yeah, absolutely. You know, talking about Hawaii a minute ago, big little vacay for them. You know, we talk about our vacay bowls every season. So we'll jump into our. We don't get the Bahamas Bowl, bowl anymore. Yeah. But, uh, so, uh, Man, I, I wish. I wish we still had it. But, uh, no, a lot of bowl games have changed, and we'll jump into that, of course, next week. Uh, but on to our other game for tonight. Uh, probably the most anticipated play – or uh, most anticipated, I think, uh, conference championship that we've had all season long. Oregon – now, this is interesting. Oregon is ranked fifth. 
Washington is ranked third. Uh, Oregon has lost one game. Well, <laughs> they've lost this game to Washington. That's the only team that they've lost to. It's a great shootout game. That game was fantastic watching that one. So I think we're going to get a, another fantastic one tonight. Uh, of course, this game is in Vegas. It's in Las Vegas at uh, Allegiant Stadium there. So I, I think that this this game is really going to determine a lot of things. First, I think it could determine the Heisman Trophy. It could determine who makes the playoff. And it could determine who's that next team to make the next step as both of these teams go to the Big Ten next year. Who makes the big next step in recruiting and says, I want to be a part of that team that's coming in and really wreck the teams that have been the crucial part of the Big Ten for a long time. So I think this is the first big step and also the last step in you know, the legacy of the Pac-12. I mean, we've had so many great players come from the Pac-12 over the years, both from this team, these teams, I mean, have had really good players that have come out of these schools. I mean, with with Oregon, Marcus Mariota was huge coming out of Oregon and, you know, a big college player. Of course, the NFL hasn't panned out much to what, you know, he wanted it to be. But, you know, we see it all the time. I said, look, co- that's why college football is so great, because you can have so many really good players in college football and they leave their legacy in college football. Uh, so this is one here where both of these quarterbacks could leave their legacy in college football or they could go on to the next level and be fantastic. I think they both are going to go to the next level, and this is really the time for that to happen. Uh, so Bo Nix on the side of Oregon here up against Michael Penix. I mean, these are two of the three dogs in the race, I think, for the Heisman Trophy right now. So we will see what happens here tonight. My opinion, I think that it's going to be interesting for Oregon. I think if Oregon struggles to run the football, this is where they get into trouble. Uh, running the football late in the season for them has been amazing. I mean, they've ran hard. I mean, their football team, their front, their front six, and it, they just absolutely just pound the line. So it is, uh, it's going to be really tough for for Washington to stop that. If they do stop it, I think they put. Bo Nix in throwing scenarios, passing scenarios. Um, that's where turnovers can happen. I mean, it just anything can happen there. I think Washington's defense is the best defense in the Pac-12 this season. I think that's what got them to this point uh, is that defense. I know their offense can score a ton of points, but you got to be able to get stops and put Penix on the field with that Husky offense for me. Um, I think Washington honestly has the upper hand. If you're crazy, you take – the Oregon to cover the nine and a half, but I don't think there's any way that Oregon's going to cover nine and a half points. The safest bet on this game would of course be Washington to cover that nine and a nine and a half to keep it within nine and a half. Um, But yeah, I honestly think Washington could win this game outright. I'm going to take the Huskies. I think that they can do it. Uh, It's going to be a tall task for Oregon to come over there in a neutral site game and, and kind of, take over with the rematch. So I'm going to take Washington uh, high scoring shootout though. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be 45, 42. I think we're going to see a lot of points. Yeah, a lot of offensive firepower. Yeah. It's always tough to, to see somebody uh, sweep the season series. Uh, it feels like that's probably the toughest thing to do uh, in all sports that nine and a half line. I mean, give credit to Oregon, but that, 
saying that they're just discrediting Washington. They're going to feed off of this. They're they're playing that underdog mentality, even though they beat them. And honestly, Oregon probably should have beat them in the first place. Like if Dan Lanning didn't go for it on fourth down, they could have punted it. And Michael Penix, who knows how long they need to drive down the field, but Lanning decided to to go for you know the juggler to just try to to end the game right there. Didn't work out, and then they still had the chance to sit in overtime, and the kicker missed the field goal. Uh, so. Uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. It comes down to another field goal opportunity uh, for both of these teams. Like you mentioned, Oregon uh, with Bo Nick, this could be his highest moment, especially with a victory here. Like I mentioned, whoever wins this one, they feel like a lock to me, uh, the way that they're built. I think that Washington's resume is far and away better uh, than Oregon has had. Uh, you know, Oregon definitely has some quality wins. I don't know if you want to count Colorado as a top 25 victory. They played when they were in the top 25, and now Colorado is only a four of, you know, only a 4-1 team. Then you have Utah. They were a top 20 team at the time. Uh, but and then you also have uh, the loss to Washington. But you cannot avenge that. Uh, but this feels like the safest to me that whoever wins this game will be in the top four for the college football playoff. And I go Washington. I think that they get it done here. I think that their defense has been improving ever since that Oregon game. Yes, they've had struggles with Arizona and Stanford. Uh, but, you know, they also had a struggle with Washington State. But that was a rivalry game, you know, with Cam Ward. He's one of the most underrated quarterbacks. He's in the transfer portal. We'll see where he goes because I've heard reports that schools are already offering him millions and millions of dollars in NIL deals. Uh, but this is going to be the battle of offenses. I think that both defenses are talented. Uh, but when you put Michael Penix on the field, it feels like both of them are just going to Pass each for three or four touchdowns in this game. Could it even get into the 40s? I'm going to just stick into the 30s, but it would not shock me if it does get into the 40s. I think there's talent on all. Uh, Dylan Johnson, uh, the Washington running back, he's definitely been a factor. Bucky Irvin, factor too. Uh, so I think this is going to be a very close game. This is probably going to be the game of the week, and it's going to be on Friday night. So I'm definitely going to join that. It's not Pac-12 after dark. I'll actually be able to watch a Pac-12 game without falling asleep. Uh, at the half, uh, but I think Washington wins this one. I'll say 38 to 34. They get the victory and move on to the dance. Yeah, I mean, two close games for for both of us there. I think it's you know two close picks for that game, and it's going to really determine, like we said, the makeup for a, a long time to come, not just at the end of the season. So we will see what happens there. Of course, in that Pac-12 after dark, not so much after dark. Um, but moving on to tomorrow. Uh, I mean, this is really the meat and potatoes of it all right here. Uh, the Big 12, of course, features one team who won't be in the Big 12 anymore. This is their last shot, really, uh, for the Big 12 championship. It's been a, quite a while since they've been to a Big 12 championship. And this is their moment to come back and attempt to do it and, and win this game. So um, for the other side of the ball real quick, uh, number 18, Oklahoma State, the Cowboys are – on their way to Arlington, Texas, to face off against uh, number seven Texas, there they've got a little short journey there for them. Uh, Longhorns open as a fifteen-point favorite. Uh, knock my socks off, fifteen points. That's a lot of points, uh, especially against Oklahoma State, who's a pesky football team. Uh, they're better than what their ranking says. I think about them uh right now at this point in the season i think they closed out the season really well shaky start to the season and i think that's where their ranking comes in there at 18 but closing it out they played 
pretty good football. So, uh, you know, it, it's like Gundy has them playing pretty well. I mean, I, I feel that that's, that's definitely a team that's on the rise and we'll see kind of dominate the Big 12 in the future. Um, but, of course, Texas. I mean, Texas has scored an ungodly amount of points uh, late in the season, even early in the season. Running the football, they just have a really strong running game. I don't know if their running back's back or healthy. Uh, I don't know if his season's over. I think you probably know more on that, Tyler, than I do. Yeah, he's out. He yeah, had a so I, I, figured he, I figured he was out, but I wasn't sure what the injury was. Uh, but it's going to be tough for them not being able to run the football with a dominant back who looked to be really good and a really good college career and definitely an NFL prospect. But, um, yeah, I, I just – whoever controls the defensive side of the ball in this game better I think wins the game because points are going to be at a, a – uh, it's going to be a cakewalk, I think, to score points here if neither team shows any like a defense. And I know we love our offensive shootouts – but I also like to see a little bit of defense sometimes. Um, like, I know people get, like, hyped by touchdowns. I get hyped by sacks. Like, that. that's like I, – I'm just a defense guy. Um, so, this one, I'm going to go wild. Let's go crazy. Uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma State to win it. I think that they can do it. Uh, it would absolutely shake up the entire top, you know, 10 teams – uh, you know, for the bowl season and everything. Because if Texas loses this game, well, I'm sorry, but they're out of the New Year's Six, and, you know, there's no chance to make the playoff at that point. Hard to believe thinking that Texas at seven still has a chance to make the playoff. That's pretty wild. Um, and I know you think – I think you have a wild take on this game, uh, which you're going to say, like, the outcome of this game for on the Texas side. But, like, for me, I think that – the Cowboys are just a tough, pesky team, and I think that they have Texas as a number in this game, uh, and they're looking for a big one. So I'm going to go with the Pokes. Yeah, this is a really, really good game. I think that the key for Texas is defense. If you cannot stop Ollie Gordon the third, that man has been running hog wild all season, uh, especially, you know, Oklahoma State, if you don't forget about it, they start like one and two, one and three. They lost like 37 uh, to South Alabama and South Alabama season six and six so there you go uh but uh yeah i think that i've really been impressed with this oklahoma state team uh definitely not impressed with them last week though uh byu really controlled uh, that game for three quarters uh that that defense if they play like that this is going to be a texas runaway uh, i think that the way that quinn ewers he's just getting healthier and healthier i think that even with uh brooks out i think that ad mitchell is going to be the guy uh, that quinn ewers is going to go to obviously a good receivers i feel like if defenses you have to get the advantage to texas i think that if you really look at the the full plate of the season that this texas defense has been through i think that they're the better defense of oklahoma state now that doesn't mean that oklahoma state can wake up and you know shut down this texas defense. definitely have but i think that oklahoma state definitely covers that but give me the longhorns to win this with a win i think that they need a little bit of help obviously they will get some help on Friday night, whoever loses, uh, they will jump ahead of them. So they pretty much lose a Florida State. A loss would definitely help them. I think that's really the formula uh, if you want Texas to make it to the playoff. You need, uh, you know, obviously the Pac-12 of itself and you need Florida State, a team that doesn't have Jordan Travis. I'm sure that will get to that uh, scenario. Talk about our final college football playoff predictions because I'm sure there's a lot of scenarios that to run through. Uh, but 
I want to at least one defensive game. And I think that if you're looking at one, this is it. I think that uh, Texas wins this one. Uh, but I think Mike Gundy and the boys, I think that they're a pesky bunch. I think they cover the 15, but Texas still gets the victory. And rides off into the sunset uh, before they go off to the big, bad SEC. So give me Texas to win this game 28-20. So Tyler's going with the Cinderella story before reality kicks in in the offseason. And then they oh, go yeah. to the SEC and just it's absolutely Last championship you'll win in probably quite some time. <laughs> It's going to be very tough for Texas in the future yeah. for the SEC to. to I don't know. I feel like they're better off than what Oklahoma is. And that if you really oh. look at the two new teams, I mean Texas with Steve Sarkeesian, I think that they're definitely in the right direction. And you know they could be that number three, number four team coming in the SEC. I feel like Georgia and Alabama are your number two, and really Texas could either be in front or behind LSU. Obviously, you see the stuff. In the background, they're behind. <laughs> I mean, every every off season, it's inflated with all the Texas stuff, and this felt like the season where they do it again and all this stuff, and they inflate it. And you know, they actually held on and, and did really well this season, eleven and one. Your only loss, uh, you know, coming very interesting loss to Oklahoma. Uh, just kind of interesting. I, I don't know, but we'll see what happens uh, with that game. Of course, that's going to be a great one. Uh, to open our day tomorrow. Uh, moving on to, well, it's kind of early for this one, but we're moving on to the big, big bad SEC kind of early. I won't spend uh, very long. Oh, we're going we're going Mac. Mac. We're going Maction. Never mind. Sorry. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. We're going Maction. A uh, little Maction. Yeah, we're going in order of when the game is, so this is another 11 a.m. <laughs> That's my bad. I'm sorry. I'm losing my mind. Um, sorry, I was looking at the top 25. I wasn't looking at all of them. My bad. Wow. Can't sorry, forget folks. about the mat. Can't forget about the mat. Can't forget about the group of five. Uh, no, this is going to be a good one here. 10-2. and two, Miami, Ohio up against 11-1 and one, Toledo. Toledo is... The eight-point favorite. Look, I have learned one thing about the Mac in the action, and this is the one thing I've learned. You never, and I mean never, pick against the Toledo Rockets in a conference championship or a bowl game. Ever. I'm taking Toledo to cover the eight points to do it. Um, it's down to seven, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick them to cover it uh and run away with it. I think that they can do it. Uh score prediction, let's go. Let's go 35 to 14. I think that they absolutely steamroll uh, Miami, Ohio. Yeah, I've definitely been impressed with both of these teams. Uh, Miami, Ohio, they've had an impressive season. But like you mentioned, you know, whenever I get them in the MAC championship, I just have to do it. I played with this team so many times on the old NCAA games. They were definitely one of my favorite teams growing up. So give me the Rockets. I think that they cover. Let's go 34 to 24. This is definitely going to be a fun environment. Ford Field, too. This has definitely been a long-standing tradition uh, for the MAC. Uh, so I think this is going to be a fun environment uh, for both teams. Uh, but I think that Toledo, they get on the mountaintop on the MAC. Yeah, it's pretty interesting to think that the MAC has two teams from the state of Ohio playing yeah. you know, in the in the conference championship, so very impressive for for the state of Ohio and uh, for both of these football teams. It'll be a fantastic game, eleven a.m. tomorrow. Uh, let's get to our two o'clock game tomorrow. Uh, one of the better group of five games, I think. This one is one of the better group of five games. I know, I get it. Boise somehow snuck in with a seven and six record 
uh, and somehow they're the two and a half point favorite. So talk about a wild season, dude. I, I just unbelievably wild season for them to be seven and six and being a favorite for the conference championship up against UNLV. UNLV, on the other hand, was nine and three this year. Uh, definitely had a decent season. I, I think they took the next step uh, really in kind of becoming a, a really good football team. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, of course, out West with the Pac-12 and the Mountain West and everything that's going to happen there. Uh, I think we'll find out a lot in the offseason about what's going to happen. But uh, for me, it, it's just a weird matchup. Uh, UNLV 9-3, and three, and for them not to be the favorite in this game is pretty wild and bizarre to me. Um, granted this game is at Allegiant stadium, so they're playing at home. I mean, UNLV is playing at home and, and I think that holds a hefty price here. The, if it's at the blue field, I think you and I can both agree. If this game is on Let the blue field in Boise, I'm putting the kitchen sink on Boise state to win this. But on the other hand, UNLV is playing at home in Allegiant stadium. I'm going to take UNLV to win it. Uh, and go with the upset. I mean, two and a half is pretty close, but I think that UNLV is going to cover the two and a half the other direction and uh, take home the Mountain West Championship. Man, I if there is it, if there is like a Raiders game too. This would be like three straight days that they would have to change the field up. Uh, so props uh, to those who do that because that's definitely a hard job to do. You guys got the back at the Pac-12 Championship, and then a couple of hours. Oh, we got to get the field ready for this. So then a couple of hours got to get the you know the Raiders field ready well I think they're on the bye week so they're they're spared yeah. of that but still that's definitely a tough job but yeah like you mentioned I mean I don't know what Vegas is doing I definitely like the two Vegas games in Vegas I think that is completely the, the point spread now we could definitely be proved but really the the Mountain West championship was decided it was definitely bizarre too they let computers decide who the two teams were because it was Boise State UNLV and San Jose State which I, San Jose State we already saw this matchup uh, a couple actually last Saturday uh, San Jose State uh, took down UNLV in Vegas uh, but so yeah Boise State you know we've we everybody who really follows college football know what this program is about uh, you know Definitely a surprising. I thought that we would have saw Air Force and Fresno State. That was my preseason pick. Uh, both of those teams really faltered in the second half of the season. Uh, but I'm going to go with UNLV. This was one of my best that scrambled. This was also my upset. So not really a pun here. I'm going all in on UNLV here out there in Vegas. So I think you know, they, they see an opportunity with their – uh, they were going to roll the slots whenever they get uh, you know a pick or, or fumble. Uh, so give me UNLV. This one, it's going to be close, probably uh, a defensive game. I'll go, uh, yeah, this is weird. Let's go 25 to 24 and a one-point victory for UNLV. Wow. Yeah, I, you know, you brought up a good point. I thought for sure that San Jose State would be playing in this game. Um, I mean, if you look at it, they're a better team in points scored uh, against, you know, Boise. Uh and also, I mean, San Jose State was right. They're riding a six-game winning streak, and yeah. they came up short. I mean, that's crazy to me. Like, that you ride a six-game winning streak, and you basically tie the team in every single category, but you still don't get the nod. And the reason they don't get the nod is because they lost to Boise. I mean, that, that's that's really the reason why they're not there. And 
that's tough to think that that happened. Um, but dude, early on in the season, I thought Wyoming had a chance. I mean, I really did think Wyoming had a chance. They finished the season eight and four. I mean, that's really impressive for them to, to do that in an eight and four season. Air Force finished eight and four. They were on the run for the undefeated season. I mean, just absolutely fell into pieces late in the season. Uh, they lost their last four games of the season, I mean, eight and zero, oh, and you lost to Army. You only scored three points at home. Well, in Mile High Stadium, then you go to Hawaii and you lose to Hawaii, and then you come back home and get beat by UNLV at home, and then you lose to Boise to finish the season on the road. I, I oh my god, that's rough. I mean, that's a rough end of the season there. I mean, talk about. They look dominant. I mean, they look like they were going to run away with the Mountain West and uh, just never amounted to it. But both good picks here. We went with the underdog pick here for this one as well uh, in the same stadium the night, tonight and, and tomorrow. I mean, we both went with the with the uh, underdog team. So maybe Vegas is trying to tell us something. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but now, now, now I can't jump the gun. Here it is. Uh, the Big Bad SEC. One more time for you, folks. Uh, Georgia is the five-point favorite versus the number eight Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, yeah, in Atlanta. Fantastic. Yay. They need to move this game. I really think they do need to move this game. Big well, it's locked into like 2032 now. It's so bad, <laughs> dude. I can't. I can't. I, I think, you know, honestly, I think this game belongs in Orlando. I think they should do this game in Orlando. Uh, Just rotation. Like, you can do New Orleans. You can do Nashville. You can do, you can do Dallas. You can do uh, Orlando. I think, this game, I think this game could find a home in nashville when that stadium is done i think yeah. they're gonna find a home with that stadium when when it's all said and done uh that thing is impressive i think with the schematics i've seen holy that's gonna be wild that thing looks like a spaceship um and i thought the raider stadium looked like a spaceship that's gonna be crazy for the titans uh but definitely i think they could find a home there for this one here um yeah i screw spending a ton of time on it uh, we're not going with the roll. No, we're not doing that. We're, we're going with the dogs. The dogs are going to win, cover the five points. Uh, I think the dogs win by a touchdown. I think this game is going to be a ground and pound game. Honestly, defense is going to be the absolute premium for this game. So I'm going to go with a 24-17 to 17 win for Georgia. I don't think Alabama scores a ton of points. Uh, they didn't score a ton of points last week, really, in all seriousness. I mean, but uh, I don't think they're going to be able to uh, score into the twenties in this game. So I'm going to go with Georgia to win it by a touchdown. Yeah, these are the two best defenses. I, I think I'm going to agree with your score that I had. I'm going to go Georgia too. I think that it's in Atlanta. They hardly lose in that dang stadium. I mean, golly, this is pretty much a home environment. And then if they win that one, they get to. Mosey on down I-10 and go on the way to the Sugar Bowl and face off whoever wins, who's the fourth seed in, in New Orleans. Uh, but Alabama, I mean, they I mean, they got an absolute miracle in Jordan Hare. Uh, the fourth and 31, Auburn only rushing two guys. I said about this, like how they screwed up of only sitting two. Was a game that should have sent Alabama out of it. I think even with a win, I'm not even sure that Alabama is in the top four. I think, you know, 
If Texas wins, there's no way. There's already a roadblock there because Texas beats you and the head-to-head has to matter. And if it doesn't, then why have this stupid playoff committee in the first place? I think that the committee is stupid anyway. You listen to Boo Cornigan or the the you know the 30 minute to an hour show that ESPN puts at us, you know, like just imagine like I hate this upcoming selection show. They like it's a hour show. It's like the the first thirty minutes they go around the round table of like oh we go around the you know the seven teams like they're probably gonna watch watch they're gonna put somebody in Ohio State and Columbus and like have an interview with Ryan Day like oh we only the, you know the number two team by six points and oh, we should be in it's like why are you even there they have no opportunity to get in and then you. The next 15 minutes, you talk like, oh, who should be number one, number two, number three, number four? And then you're like, oh, wait, oh, look, our producer over here uh, finally has the rankings after, you know, 12 hours after it was. Uh, but that, you know, like, oh, we uh, got the top four. Let's spend like two hours on it. And then like, you know, a couple of hours. You get the New Year's Six reveal, and then boom, it's like, and then they talk about like, oh, who's, you know, they talk about again the college football play. It's like a five show, just BS. Like this should be like an hour show. Like, give me the New Year's Six, give me the CFP top. Like, yeah, like you have to wait two full hours to get the rest of the top twenty-five. Like that's absurd. That's my rant. I'll get more into it when we get into the college. I think that's just stupid of how long that show is, but give me the dogs to win. I'll say 24-17 as well. Uh, yeah, on to the next one here. Uh, the Gosh, AAC. I could rain all day on that. Yeah, yeah. Off to the AAC here. Um, the Atlantic, the American Atlantic Conference, uh, but of course it's called the American blah, blah, blah. Um, two teams that are not the Atlantic Ocean whatsoever, uh, whatever. Um, they're where they belong for the most part, so. Uh, yeah, please don't put Tulane back in the SEC where they where they used to be. Please, God, oh my God, for for you know the Lord above us. Please, gosh, don't do that. Um, Tulane is the three point favorite at home. Here's what's weird, and of course they're playing at home. SMU can put the kitchen sink on just about anybody on any given weekend. Um, and the odd part about it all, Tyler, and the shocking part is that according to the FPI. Which we love ourselves, the FBI. Ooh, oh, God. Yeah. The so FBI. Uh, Tulane only has a 27.5% chance to win this game. I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. So the FBI says something about this game. Uh, before the FBI ever made its changes, I took SMU to win this game. I'm going to stick with it. I'm taking SMU to win. The old rumble ponies over there are going to get it done. Uh, so I'm going to go with SMU. I think that the Stangs get it done on the road at Tulane. I think they knock Tulane outside of the top 25 uh, for the playoff. And I think this is how we see Liberty get into the New Year's Six right here. Mm, I might have to add the New Year's. We're, we're going to do a New Year's Six prediction, too, with our CFP prediction, especially now because I have uh, Tulane pretty much getting out of the band. So, so I'm interested. The other field uh, of bowl games that you have in that, uh, so maybe we'll do that at the end. Uh, but this is going to be points and points, and more points, and then there's going to be some more points <laughs> after that. This is like a full-on course. You get the appetizer, the the full-on menu, and then you get the after that. Uh, but yeah, Tulane's defense 
So I'm going to ride with them. I think that they're definitely the most improved defense uh, in the AAC. They just ran through the table. If they had Michael Pratt, they would have beat Ole Miss. I'm going to stand on that rock. They really played Ole Miss close. That really game, that game got away from them in the fourth quarter. Whenever Ole Miss uh, defense really stepped up, uh, but yeah, this you know this is definitely a different Tulane team than we saw last year. But this is still a Tulane team with Willie Fritz. So uh, we'll see if Fritz stays at Tulane. I think that he should. He's I think that he's starting to build a monster out there uh, in New Orleans. Uh, uh, SMU they've looked good uh, at times uh, this season. You know they played. Really, really well. You know, after Oklahoma boat race, uh, some team had put up 70. SMU uh, held them uh, to 24 in that game. It was like a 24 and 11 game. I remember that because we had Oklahoma minus 16, and they barely sneaked out that bet. Uh, but I'm going to go and go with the home team. It's definitely a tougher environment out there in the Big East. I'm sure it's already sold out. Uh, but I think that SMU, they're definitely – not going to be afraid offense uh, is going to travel, uh, but I think that Tulane wins this one. I'll say, like, shoot, I, I feel like it's absolute sin if you don't say the winner gets it to the 40s in this one. Let's ask the American. I'll say 41 to 38. So Tulane gets the push, I guess, in, in the betting world. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's the next game here that, that really nobody's going to – nobody is, is going to steer me in, in, in a direction – away from i think the team that i have absolutely just picked every step of the way and they're the home record i talked about it last week i'm not going to talk about it again i promise i won't do it um troy's playing um essentially at home for this one uh five and a half point favorite app state they're covering it the other direction app state's going to get it done they're going to win it they're going to win by two freaking touchdowns in this game the troy trojans do not have a chance a snowball stands in hell to win this game. I'm going with App State, uh, the Mountaineers, the best Mountaineers right here. Get out of here, West Virginia. Uh, App State's going to win it big time here. I think this is this is the upset of all upsets in the championship weekend. App State, I feel like it's a popular pick uh, whenever people look. I hope people definitely look. I feel like we're like, I don't know if anybody else on here does a podcast about the Sun Belt, but I feel like we're – one of the people, like the lone people that talk about this conference every single week. We are Sun Belt, Fun Belt till we die. App State at Troy. Uh, Troy, five and a half. I think that's definitely an interesting line. You know, Troy started off the season uh, pretty slow. You know, Kansas State, you, you know, they got boat race in that game. They put a game up 42 points, and they had that really rod of defense not being that Troy defense that we saw uh, last year. Then the second half, I mean, golly, they just – breeze through that division nobody even close to them you know south alabama i thought that they were going to be closer team but nope i mean troy absolutely take care of business but here's my i'm gonna in pity of james madison once again getting screwed by the ncaa and not getting in the sunbelt championship i know that's it gives me some clarity absolutely at least beat them last year I don't know. Coastal Carolina, they got in. They got absolute boat race last year. Uh, so that that was a pity pick here. They have a pity pick. I think that Troy at home with their defense, I think that this is going to be a defensive thing that App State's defense is solid too. Uh, give me Troy to win this one. Uh, I'll say like 23 to 17. Okay. Yeah. Um, going the other way. Yeah. I, I feel this is just App State till I die. I feel like moment. Uh, so that's why I'm sticking with App State. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely can see 
where uh you know you can pick troy especially when they're playing at home like this uh getting away from this one let's go to our other one here the team that the 22 point favorite i don't think is even going to score more than 24 points so 22 points means that iowa wouldn't have to score more than a safety in order for michigan to cover um no i think this game here it is a all consensus pick for me to pick iowa to cover the 22 points i just don't see michigan running away with this i just don't see it uh they really haven't ran away with too much late in the season so i don't see them running away with the exception of michigan state which gosh forbid it was an in-state rival matchup and they put up 49 on them and beat them 49 nothing um but this one here i just don't think so michigan's of course the 22 point favorite is the number two team they win they're in they lose they're out in my opinion um iowa is the 16th ranked team in the country iowa with a big (sighs) kick and win last week at nebraska just my gosh um I, I don't know what to say about their season. Somehow they're 10 and 2. I I don't know. I don't know how they did it. Uh they didn't score a single point against Penn State this season. Uh 31 to nothing. They got absolutely ran over. Um, but they somehow made it to 16. I, I don't I don't know how they're at 16, really, dude. I, I just don't I don't know. But it seems like a team that belongs in the twenties, even though they went ten and two. I have no um, idea how this team went ten and two. <laughs> I don't either. And I don't think Kurt Ferentz even knows how they went 10 and 2. I think somebody, one of the reporters asked him after the game at Nebraska, and he was like, I I don't even know what to say. Like, he was just like, I, I don't know how they did it. So, this is a team that was bound, I think, for the 7 and 5 season or you know, the 6 and 6 season and just somehow squeaked it out. I just don't know. Their quarterback looks like he had, you know, an entire jar of peanut butter before a game and just like, I, I just I don't know the guys he's a big dude and he looks like he belongs uh, on the other side of the ball as a linebacker because that guy is a absolute truck um but no this game here I think I was gonna keep it close really honestly I'm gonna pick Michigan to win it obviously but I think Iowa keeps it really close with them uh I'll say 10 points they keep it and they're gonna cover the 22 for Iowa um let's go. 24 14 i think that's i think that's a good i think that's a good pick i i, I kind of like that i think 10 points is is good 24 14 feels like a big 10 score so i'm gonna roll with that well thank the lord that we don't have to ever see this matchup again in the big 10 championship oh. whenever they get rid of the divisions and we'll probably either have michigan ohio state in the rematch or maybe james franklin and the boys can win a big game for once in their lives maybe. and get to the championship again or maybe we see an Oregon or Washington, but you never know with them because Michael Penix, he's gone. Mo Nix, he's probably going to be gone. So those are going two new quarterbacks out there. And the way that USC's looked this season, I think they're going to be even close, especially if their yeah. defense doesn't play a lick of defense US- in this conference. USC, uh, I'm not going to spend too much going. time. Uh, don't overlook this. If you try to even remotely think that I was going to stay close in this game, you have to watch a game of football that Michigan has played this season. Uh, you know, Michigan, we know that they can win the Big Ten Championship. We know that they can beat Ohio State now. 
but can they win a, a playoff game? The past two years, you know, the first year that they got into the playoff, they got, you know, Georgia. Georgia handled them last year. They, the Cinderella story of themselves, TCU, like they put all of their chips in one basket before they, Georgia won. I feel like Georgia is just beating the crap out of everybody once you get into the playoff. Uh, uh, but give me Michigan in this one. Uh, I'll say uh, Michigan gets 30. I think that if Penn State could do it, so could Michigan. I think that Blake Corm is just going to run it up Iowa's throats again. Uh, so give me 30. You know what? I'll be uh, I'll be like Santa Claus and give uh, Iowa the giving season. I'll give Iowa three points. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that that that's so nice of you to give them three points at the end of it all. <laughs> But, yeah, touchdowns will be tough to score in this game. I think for Iowa, it'll be tough for them to move the ball. That's why I only have them scoring two somehow. Maybe a defensive touchdown at this point. I don't know. Their defense is a lock to score a touchdown, it feels like, every week. Um, Here's to our last game of the championship weekend. ACC. Louisville, I think this is the best game uh, for the pack – or not for the pack – for conference championship weekend. I think this is the best game. Right here, um, number 14, Louisville, the Cardinals are headed to Charlotte to face off against the fourth-ranked Florida State Seminoles. That says one and a half. It is down to Uno, one, one point. Something's uh, got to be going on. Like, is Rodden Maker uh, playing or is he not? I have no idea what's going on here, um, but I feel that it's going to be interesting for Louisville to score the football. I think Florida State's defense has to show up in this game. Louisville held Duke to zero points last week, and the week before, they held VT to three. So Louisville's got a defense. I mean, they've got a really good defense. So if Florida State wants to win this game, they got to get the ball in the hands of their running back because they will not have any, and I mean any time, in the pocket to throw the football. There is no chance for Florida State to stay in the pocket and throw the football. The way the front seven is for Louisville, they will come after you and blitz the living garbage out of you. They're top 10 in blitzes, uh, you know, number of times blitz this season in college football. I think that they honestly are going to come after you any which way uh, to get to get a stop. So uh, for Florida State, it's going to have to be ball security is a big thing in this one. Uh does Florida State have the ball security? I think so. I think Florida State can win it. I'm going to take the Knolls uh, to barely squeak it out. I don't know if it's going to be one point or or three. It could be. I mean, that's why I don't think you mess with the spread whatsoever, even though it's one point, folks. I just don't think you mess with it because it's so close. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, the Knolls to win it. Let's go Let's go 31-28. I think they get a three-point victory. Uh, but I think best game for conference championship weekend right here is, is this late game. Yeah, I think that the way that this line has been moving down, there's definitely uh, some concerns if Tate Rodemaker is going to play in this game or not. We will see if he does. Uh, he did have uh, that late hit against the Florida game. Uh, that took him out for a couple of drives, and then he was back on the field. Uh, so Florida State needs Tate Rodemaker to play in this one because they – they're already down Jordan Travis, and you can't be down uh, second string. Then you got to go to a freshman quarterback uh, in this scenario. Uh, always, I know that you have the defense uh, to really keep it in this game. Uh, Trey Benson, he's going to have to do what he did against Florida because that's what really vaulted Florida State over Florida because I feel like Florida really controlled that game for probably about a half, and then uh, Florida State really controlled their destiny. Uh, Louisville, off. I mean, they just – 
they just lost uh, to Kentucky at the Governor's Cup. Uh, this is going to be a team that's going to be ready and focused. I think that, you know, this is definitely a, an even matchup. Yeah, I think that 14 and 4, I think these are two evenly matched teams. These are, pro- I think that these are two of the best teams in Carolina, the way that they've been looking. They've fallen off NC State. I would have loved NC State to, to have a piece of Florida State. I probably would have picked the Wolf back. Uh, but, uh, I think that a lot of people are just rooting against Florida State because they do not want to see another blowout of like Georgia versus Florida State or Michigan. Like whoever gets Florida State, I mean, it's like the spread's going to be at least ten points because this is below that. I mean, this is a team without Jordan Travis. I'm still on the mindset that Jordan, uh, even without Jordan Travis, if you go 13-0, if you run the table when they see that you're in, but obviously if you lose this game, you're out. Because there ain't no way that the playoff committee is going to put Florida State. They're already in number four. So there's no wiggle room for Florida State the way that you look at it. You get the win to really get in, and hopefully the committee doesn't screw you. On the other hand, Bill is already locked into the Orange Bowl because the Orange Bowl has ACC. I'm not saying that Louisville have anything to play for. They would love to win an ACC championship for the first time, and who knows how long it's been. Uh, but – um, I've really been on the fence on this one. Uh, they're really with Tate Broadmaker going to play. Is he not? I think in the end, this is going to be an ugly football game. I mean, there's not going to be many points scored in this one. I think that Louisville's defense coming off of probably their worst defensive performances of the season. I think that, I think that Florida State wins this one. I'll say like 23 to 20, uh, but I would not be shocked that the cars pull off the upset. I wouldn't even call it up. I think that Louisville definitely has outstanding chance to pull off this win yep yeah i honestly think that that uh the either team has a chance of course in that one uh I, I, let's let's jump right into our final cfb predictions um i won't spend too long on it only because i think the top four teams in the country right now as you look at it are going to be the top four teams that are going to make it now way they're ranked, I'm going to kind of mess around with a little bit. Georgia's going to finish number one, I think, because I have them winning. Uh, Number two, I'm going to go with Washington. I think if Washington wins this game tonight, they're the number two team in the country. Uh, Michigan, because they're playing Iowa, I think it can be close. I think they'll drop to three. Uh, In Florida State, if they just win this game, I think they're in, like you said. Uh, So they're my fourth team. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I have the same four teams. Uh, You know, there's plenty of scenarios that you can get it. I agree with you. I like the Washington bump uh, to number two. If Washington beats Oregon, they would have the best resume in college football. You could not say anything about that. And what's their best win? Their two best wins are against Penn State and Ohio State. Now, don't get me wrong. Those are two good, really quality wins. But if you beat twice, uh, especially if the way that they do it, they do bump up uh, Washington to number two. Do they? They probably don't. So I will leave Michigan at number two. Washington will be number three. Florida State will be at four, and oh my gosh, that Georgia-Florida State game, I don't know how close that would be. Uh, I think that they're deserving, but I just I think that if you're really looking at ratings-wise, it would be a good ratings game. I think that Georgia would, would probably win that one pretty convincingly. Yeah, I mean, you know, really just don't know what can happen there. Um, anything really can happen at this point. That's why we're picking our games, and Lord knows – the scenarios that could come that way. Let's close it out here with our best bets of championship week here. Um, Tyler, I'll let you take it away first. Give us your pick and a bonus pick here. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, one of my best bets of the weekend. I'm going to go UNLV to cover that plus two and a half. If you're feeling frisky, you want to do it, go with the money line. Uh, but if you want to go for safety, go uh, Bo- not Boise State. UNLV to cover that plus two and a half. I think that at home, you're in Vegas. Uh, UNLV coming off of the loss against San Jose State. I think that they get back on track and get that 10th point of the season. Yeah, uh, for me, I think best bet uh, for the weekend is – the SMU two-lane game, um, I'm going to take SMU uh, to cover the three points and win that game outright. Uh, honestly, think that they can do that. Their offense is a powerhouse. Um, it's going to be hard for Tulane to stop them. Uh, my bonus bet, um, let's let's go with Iowa to cover against, against Michigan. I think that they're going to cover the 22. Uh, they won't win the game, but they'll – Definitely cover it uh, on the 22 side. Just too many points for me. It's going to be hard to keep it at a 22 margin, I think, for Michigan. Um, But Iowa, I think, keeps it close. There's no way they're going to run away with this game. I don't think they're going to make it an embarrassing loss for really what seems like their last appearance in the Big Ten Championship. I'm going to go for another underdog to to cover. Give me Oklahoma State to cover that plus 15 against Texas. I think that Texas wins this game, but but I think that Oklahoma State – Get into the Big 12 championship with Mike Gundy. I think that you give him, uh, you know, days uh, to prepare for this one with Holly Gordon, the way that he's been running. Uh, as long as he can get going, I think that Oklahoma State uh, wins this one. Their defense definitely has to travel, has to play better than what they did against BYU. Uh, but I think that Oklahoma State can at least cover that 15. Yeah. Um, well, that's, I mean, that's going to close it out, you know, for championship week. I think that. We got a lot of good games to talk, you know, to talk about in the future for for bowl, our bowl show next week. Um, might have to break it up in two shows, just depending on how long it is, because it's going to be a lot of bowl games uh, to talk about. So we'll probably break it up into two separate shows uh, for for the bowl week. Uh, but of course, guys, watch some good games this weekend. It's going to be really good. Uh, place your bets on. On some good games, I mean, there's there's a chance that you come away with some cash. I mean, in in these games, um, so with next week being there, big bowl weeks, talking about all that, we'll get to our coaching carousel. I think next week, talk a little bit about that because um, it'll be our last CFB chance. Really, it's not going to matter after after you know the next two days. So, won't be much to talk about there other than the top four teams that'll be competing. Uh, for the playoff, and then outside of that, New Year's Six Bowl and those vacay bowls that we'll be talking about. Uh, So we will see you guys again next week for our what feels like second-to-last show uh, of the season. So we will see you guys again next week.